Hello, hello, hello. Welcome back to Invisible Talks Podcast. We are back in the Podcast Town studio. I'm your host, Ty Marie, and I welcome you into our space, our space of truth, transparency, and trust. I've had a ton of conversations that never really made it out loud. They were in my mind because I feared the judgment. And I've also had many conversations amongst friends that have changed my perspective. So I'm inviting you to come on to a journey with me today to open up your mind to another perspective. There are two sides to every coin, so don't get stuck on one side. Welcome to Invisible Talks Podcast. All right, peeps, we've got our uncensored crew back, Sky and OC. And as I say often, we are doing things a little differently. (laughs) We have talked about a lot of issues and trending topics in society. And not to say that they're not important, but we need to bring more of us to the podcast so you all can see the depths of our perspectives, why we believe what we believe, right? Because in perspective, there are experiences. So Sky and Elsie, we're dropping the sound off with what's your favorite junk food? Uzi Q and Pepsi. That just sounds like caffeine on 20. (laughs) What do you got, Sky? So I really love Hasbro's Twin Snakes. I think they are like divine candy. And of course, Ben and Jerry, Terry Garcia. I have a whole long list. I have a sweet tooth. But those two right now are my like, yes, it makes my day. I'm so happy. Am I like not true to being like half breed of Chicago? I have no idea what that candy was that you said at first. What is that? I don't know how to describe it. Okay, so Hasbro's, you know, they got the gummy bears, right? Oh, you're talking about the brand. Yeah, so Hasbro's got some candy called Twin Snakes. And there's other companies that make Twin Snakes, but many it's like a sweet and sour gummy. It's so good. Oh my gosh, I love them. Okay, I'm tracking with you a little bit better. You know, I thought of this question for us because I often, especially when I first moved back to Milwaukee, would talk about pickles and Kool-Aid or pickles and a peppermint stick or pickles and a blue non-lighter. And people would look at me like I'm crazy. And that was pre-kids. So that was just a snack that I enjoyed. And they were like, who eats that? And so finally, I'm in Milwaukee. I am outside talking to a group of people. And there was a girl who could wholeheartedly vibe with the fruit punch mixed with sugar, Kool-Aid, dipping your pickle in it. And my life was just like made in that moment because I felt like somebody could vibe with a junk food that I wholeheartedly love. And I loved even more pregnant, but everybody's like, who eats that? And I just think that there are different levels of comfort to food. And that was a top one for me. A hundred percent. I don't know about the Coke though. I think it's so funny because I just saw somebody, they was discussing it on like the shade room, like (laughs) about a month ago. And people were calling that ghetto. And I'm like, Y'all just called the whole city of Chicago ghetto. Y'all so petty. <laughs> That's probably, I mean, I did get it from my family in Chicago, but I just feel like it's a, it's a gem. It's a lost art to real junk food. Like this other stuff, you know, Takis. What's a Taki? It's a hot fries. It's, it's just another version of hot chips. Like, <laughs> did we really get creative or just recreate the same thing and make it hotter? No, it's a whole different seasoning. It's still hot. 
That's like saying hot stuff and hot flames is the same thing. You can't do that. That's true. Okay, I'm going to take my experiences out of it. I'm just biased. Like a hot fry is a hot thing. But you're right. You're right. Okay, so I want to dive into something that I'm really excited to talk about. And I've had three conversations this morning already around this concept and it was not intentional. So the question I want to talk about and start with is what traditions did you follow growing up or have you created in your household now? And we'll start with Osi. Mine was being true and honest about things. Uh, my aunt always taught me like, and my dad, your word is your bond. And with raising my kid, a lot of people hid stuff and, and I didn't. I always feel like, you know, you ask a question, you deserve a true answer. So I think mine has been just being real and 100 about everything. I mean, it's a couple more other things as well, but that was the most what I got out of all the people that, you know, put a little dropper there, their, their blood in my life. It was always being consistent and being honest and telling the truth. Sky. Yeah, I say one thing I really enjoyed that I have continued, especially like being a mom, is family dinner. Mm. I think it's so important to like just sit down and sit with your family, whether we're going to grandparents' house or whether it's just enough with all of us, even with them still being really young. It's like that's so important because you have that that interaction where y'all are just coming together and you're just doing something so like necessary, like you need to eat, but like just doing that together, it's just, it's different. That's true. I've tried to, I'm saying tried because I'm consistent for two or three weeks, but get that one day where it's just been a long day. And then the kids just have so much energy. Y'all can eat in front of the TV. <laughs> will be my response. <laughs> Because I need a woosah. So I agree with that. The family dinner is something that I definitely tried to implement in my house, like to the point where I would set the middle of the table and, you know, get get seconds. It's in the middle. Like I would go that deep into it. But when a woman is fed up, (laughs) that structure goes out the roof. And so I beat myself up, honestly, though, when I don't stick to it. And so I may not put the food on the table for seconds, but us just, okay, we're all eating at the table, excluding Ava because she's one and she's just going to dirty up my chair. So she sits next to the table. I do hold that. So I value that one too, a sky. But two that I had thought about, this question was posed to me and I just thought like, I don't know what family traditions I follow. I was thinking in terms of like holidays and celebrations. And I was thinking that because I hadn't really instilled any in my own household. But the more people gave answers, just like OC started, like truth and honesty. What? I don't think people connect the fact that traditions aren't just the celebrations. It's the morals and values, too. And it was so profound to me because. I look at the church and what it means to go to church. And there are so many traditions in that process. Going to church because it's Sunday, saying that you're a believer because you go to church and like all of these things fall in tradition. And I started to ask myself in certain things that were just unconsciously part of my routine. What was the root of me continuing to do this? And so I was like, man, traditions really get deep. And so 
it was layers into the church thing. When I walked into the studio today and I told our producer this, my mom may kill me one day if she hears this, but I for so long did not wear my natural hair. The first level was I did not know how to style or do my natural hair. And the second level was I was always shown that professionalism and what it means to be uh, successful comes with a certain look. And I do believe that that was a truth for a handful of years growing up. But in my courageous, rebellious side, I challenged that, um, which was difficult in my mind because going into broadcast, you just didn't see many women with natural hair, I would say seven years ago and wearing it confidently. And that was a tradition for me. It was tradition for me to have my hair look a certain way. I loved how my hair looked, but I never introduced myself into my kinks and my twists. And now that I have, I love that too. So now I could really wear every flavor of style and so when I think about tradition now, I'm challenging the traditions in which I've done for so long and asking myself why. Alrighty then. What do you want to add to that, Elsie? You know, I just, you know, um, hey, me growing up as a mom and and I, you know, I was a fuck up, I think. So, but when I look back though, I really realized I wasn't. Because I was honest and true to the game. And I just think that's just real important when you have children. I mean, you know, we only do what we know how to do. But, you know, I thought about it. I said, I don't think I know how to do my hair when I was younger either. But my mama took me to the beauty, to the beauty salon. So I don't know. I don't know. You got me sitting over here daydreaming about. <laughs> what do I what did I take from my mama because my mama had some old mama Jesus she used to tell me oh baby you need to get you a, a old man take care of you and pay your bills and you always gotta have that spare tire now you always gotta have spare tire because when that one make you mad you need to go pick up with the <laughs> other one and so I uh, you know those are things that I did not you know, one in my life or, or want to say, okay, I held that tradition. Right. But that's interesting. I think more than anything, she showed me how to stand no matter what, just stand in your shit. Sky, what are some traditions that you may have thought of in the last few minutes that you weren't thinking about necessarily at the beginning? I was thinking more like how traditions and generational, generational curses definitely overlap. Cause mm. there's some traditions there are generational curses. Um, and so I think for me, one of the, I want to say, I don't want to call it a generational curse, but I want to say it's tradition. It's like a lot of people in my family, like on both sides, got married young mm. or got in a very long term relationship young. And how that, I know for a fact that impacted like my outlook on relationship and my outlook on life partners and everything like that. Because all I saw were people who who were married young or in relationships young and then stay with each other for the rest of their lives. Like that was like what you do. Mm-hmm. So I when I think about that, how now as I'm older and being in my own relationship, how being in a relationship young long term is has good and bad side effects 
when it comes to your own development as a person, especially coming from young adulthood into your like your full maturity. And especially when you think about family dynamics, because most people who start building their family, they don't have kind of that from youth to adulthood experience. Mm-hmm. So I think that that's something that I just thought about was like, is it, you know, like the, it's good and bad getting in a relationship young, but like, is it, what's the best option for, for, for children, you know, or for people who are growing up? There's layers to it. What I've found in this question being posed to me and what I post to all the listeners is, you know, addressing the root to why we do what we do. And it's so the world is so busy. There are so many things that we need to do. I'm reading this book on how to be slow, literally, because I want to be present in my life. And what I find is these still moments, even when I could take five to 10 minutes and just reflect on the conversation I just had, the day I just had, like taking moments literally to pause. And I know a lot of people talk about it through meditation, but it's so necessary because that's how you hear and see yourself and you see your habits and you're able to challenge yourself and say, or find help for people to challenge you, therapy, communities, whatever you need. What I've found is some things I do is just out of peer, like not even being cautious, like of what I'm doing. I'm just doing it. Not being mindful, no rim, no reason to what I'm doing. And then there are some things that I'm doing. I'm like, ooh, I'm really just mad about this. Here's the deeply rooted thing I need to really dissect. And when I go to those spaces, it's uncomfortable because I'm challenging my selfishness. I'm challenging my need to control. I'm challenging the picture perfect space or structure or person that I envisioned. So I have to challenge all these things. And I believe that's why people just keep going. Nobody really wants to sit in that because it don't always feel good to say, hey, I'm just doing this because I was shown to do it or I'm just doing this because I've always done it. That's not always acceptable. But the opportunity for growth is really just sitting and reflecting on our processes. And who knew a question about traditions could go so deep? And it was in me sitting and reflecting on, wow, I was so close-minded on the definition of a tradition that I missed what you just said, Sky, the generational curses, uh, layering in my experiences, what you said, OC. And it's, I just think it's so powerful. Like the question excites me because who is really mindful like that? Like how often do you all sit and just spend time with your set? yourself to reflect on a conversation or a mindset you're in like both of you i'll let you start sky i do it quite often um especially because in this chapter of my life it's for me it's all about healing and growth because like within the last four years i feel like i hit such a low i hit such a low that i can honestly say most people don't hit until they're further along in life so from that point on, I've just been like, you know, why? Like that question, why? Why am, why did I make the decisions I made? Why am I thinking the way I'm thinking? Especially when it comes to, so like I said, that hilly and growth when I'm like trying to shed myself from things that that may have hurt me or may have negatively impacted me. And I'm just thinking like, okay, like why? And when that why comes into questions, you have all that when, where, how. And when you really divulge into that, you that's where that, that growth and healing comes from. Because if you 
people like to say that healing comes from like forgetting about something. And that's not really the case. Healing only from forgiving something. And you have to figure out what you have to forgive. And if you're forgiving yourself or forgiving other people and that learning, I want to learn. I want to be the best person I can be. And the only way I can do that is to really sit with my shit and like really understand it. That last statement, if I could say that word, I say it again. Sit in (laughs) your mess. That's a word itself. (laughs) Yeah, that's, you know, and listening to you, young bucks, you know, it's funny because I do think about sit back and think about my life probably less now than I did before. But when I was younger, I could care less about sitting and being present. I don't, I don't think I, 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 I don't be present long, <laughs> you know, it's like I sit there, I look, whatever. And it's, it's weird because one day me and my daughter went somewhere to see something, some show or something. And um, I was like, OK, let's go. You know, I'm trying to get out the place before everybody else get out, you know, the traffic. And, and she said, Ma, why don't you be present? And I looked at her like, what the fuck you mean? Be pre- I'm present. I'm here. But I don't want to be in all this goddamn traffic trying to leave. And now we stuck. And I was laughing at myself because it was driving me motherfucking crazy because I, 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 I stayed there with her, but I wanted to pull her hair out because <laughs> I wanted to leave. I was like, why do we got to stay present by looking at all these damn people walk out the door, take pictures. You know what I mean? I was just like, but then I did think about it. Be present. And I was like, well, damn, I was present. I was sitting there watching that shit. Now I want to be gone. But, um, now, I mean, as you get older, and Sky, you do want to be the better, better, you, you better, best person you can be and all of that. And I, I always often say that. And I said, so was did that mean since I didn't pay attention to all that bullshit back in the day that I really wasn't trying to be a good person, <laughs> you know, or nothing? I mean, now I think about it, but I think I think about it more now because it's like, OK, if your son tell you, Ma, you constantly do this and you're like, no, I don't. And then it's like, well, let me sit back and think about this shit. Cause I know kids say something just cause they just want to be right. And so I got to think about it. Cause my thing is, if it's true, I do want to try to change it. You know, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you don't want to hurt the people you care about. And when you, what I get pissed off is that when you tell the truth and you tell them, Bill, this is how I'm feeling. Well, no, that's not what well, motherfucker. I just told you <laughs> that, well, damn, can you just believe what the hell I said instead of, trying to tell me the way you feel that I feel. I'm like, that shit's crazy. But uh, getting back on topic, but yeah, yeah I, I do think about it more now. I, I do think when people say stuff to me, I think about it more. It's those moments of reflection that I just feel like life can literally steal from us if we're not mindful. When we talk about the enemy and the objective, I'm always going to bring it back to God, y'all. His goal is to kill, steal, and destroy. And so if we aren't taking time to develop ourselves and personally grow, 
his goal is being met. He's killing, stealing, destroy our future because we're not mindful and we're not aware. Um, and we're living so much in the fast pace of life or how it feels, you know, life should be that we miss him, which leads to um, this is a perfect transition into the farmer. I want to talk about the farmer who sold. This is a biblical parable. And I just felt it so deeply this week that I felt like it was important. And it's kind of already tied into what we talked about, honestly, where we have the four soils. And the parable was mentioned through the four Gospels, which are the first four books of the New Testament. And there are seeds being sown. And when the seeds are sown, this is how they fall to the wayside on stony ground, thorns, and on good ground. And so I always try to give background because not everybody is, you know, has the same beliefs. And for a while, I I didn't really fully understand some of these parables that I read today. I had to go and do some research. So if the seed falls to the wayside, something is heard and is just thrown to the wayside. They they don't believe, they don't see how that could be possible. If a seed falls on stony, you want it to happen, but you lack the faith. If it's thorn, you grow in hope of this perspective, but your actions choose the opposite. And if it's good ground, it has been rooted in you and you move on that action. And so the parable isn't necessarily explained verbatim how I just explained it, but I'm uh, shifting it to the perspective of information and advice that we receive from people because it's the same thing. In this parable, the author is talking about how we receive things and the soil that it falls on. And so I just want to get into the minutia of it because I think that's the fun part. When information is given in your life and some advice that you've received, like what ground has it fall, fallen on? Like I honestly, one of the examples that just came to mind, you know, sex before marriage, that fell to the wayside. I don't want to hear it. I don't believe it. I don't understand it. And over the years, I see the wisdom in it. I see the understanding, but life experiences went the opposite way for me. And I did have to learn some things the hard way by not listening. And so I had taken one day of my life to be mindful of every conversation that I had when someone would give me advice, which soil did the advice fall on? And it was really interesting. It was really interesting to hear or to see in my notes how people had given their advice and how I received it. So so uh, we'll start with Sky. What ideas? I try to do nouns, right? Because there's people, place, and things for a noun, and I don't want to limit anything, but add ideas in there too. What noun has fallen on each of the soils in your life, Sky? What noun? Person, place, or thing, and maybe even an idea. Okay, this one is like one thing that I was advised to do when I was like, I was still in school and I just had my daughter, and I was advised to sign up for like program for like low income or whatever. And I got talked out of it because like I was pretty much like the person was like pretty much. Well, I guess I could use this. You could use this for wayside and for thorns. Like, cause you know, I was like, it was like peer pressure. Mm-hmm. And so I did the opposite of what I should have did. So I didn't sign up for the program and I really should have because 
like it would have helped tremendously with me being able to to fully dedicate myself to school and work the hours like hours that I could while taking care of my daughter so that I continue on a path of higher education. And so, yeah, I wish I would have listened to that advice. It was, but you know, things happen. I'll see. Man, I got so many damn examples that I'm having problems trying to figure out which one to, to do. Cause really you can't tell me shit. <laughs> I mean, really? I mean, only, only thing you can tell me if there's something I don't know, and then I'm going to listen. But then I'm going to do my research and and, you know, figure out what's best for me. I, I'm sorry. I, um, you know, point example. This is because it's recent. You know, I got a real estate agent and um, he, yeah, you know, real estate agents really think that you're supposed to just listen to them. And so, you know, he wanted to tell me, oh, Jamie, this house is one hundred and fifty and. You can only go down to like 148. And I'm looking at him like he said, yeah, me and my partner researched it. I said I did, too. And I'm only offering 140. And then he gets you know, and I, and I have to keep reminding him. I don't work for you. You work for me. So, you know, I do listen to him. I don't throw everything he say down to the wayside. But maybe. 95 percent of it but you know i just i'm just like you know it was some good stuff i'm gonna listen but other than that at the end of the day i don't care who give you advice you gotta do what's best for you i don't let nobody no i was for the lie and say i don't let nobody talk me out of shit but it is one person who get on my goddamn nerves and i always be like don't say that shit now and that's my daughter. She always come up with some bullshit after I don't think I'd have made up my mind. And then she'd be like, well, do you really want to do that? And I'm like, do you really have to say this shit to me right now? I'm like, man, but anybody else, shit, at the end of the day, you always do what's good for you. That's, I mean, that's solid. And, you know, even though I did this task that day, I didn't go back and really reflect on after because I made note. I made sure that I noted something that fell on each soil and what I accepted. Right. And now I'm looking at it as I'm literally looking at these notes and I don't regret any of it. <laughs> like I don't regret any decision that I made to either receive or to keep out. Because one thing that I have been very mindful over the last few years is your mind and your heart and guarding those things like your helmet of salvation and your heart guarding your heart is necessary. And so what people say and what they do, I have to protect myself for what I know that is my truth and what I'm supposed to do next. And when I don't do that, you know, I fall to the enemy's tactics. And so I'm just looking the thing that fell on good ground. So I'm going to share with everybody. If you are not fulfilled, nothing else will be fulfilled. And I thought that was that was something I heard right away and I received it. I didn't think twice about it. And it just it kind of 
pushed me into, okay, these have been my plans and I just need to execute. It pushed me into a form of execution mode. And I guess that could be a meter for some people too, of understanding when I should receive somebody else's advice and when I should just walk away. Like, is it pushing you into execution? Is it producing good? Is it releasing the toxic? Like we have to, um, you know, take that into consideration because not everybody's information or advice is really wisdom. Sometimes it's just you know, they're behind the scene motives and their heart posture. So we got to be mindful of that. But I just reading the farmers, I thought it was so important to to go through my life and make that a habit when necessary. When taking advice from people like, where does this fall on my soil? Is it beneficial? And and getting into that again, that state of reflection. What you reflecting on, Sky? And I just want to say they did accept my offer of 140. I just had to throw that in there. (laughs) All right. Go ahead, Sky. Sorry. That's solid. Go ahead, Sky. Yes. Like, I completely agree. Like, I'm a real, like, like, I think what I think type of person as well. So I understand that because sometimes people be wrong. Sometimes people be wrong more than me. So, (laughs) but also, like you said, like, knowing, and that's what I've been really working on is like, Sometimes you know when you're not listening to some people because you don't want to listen to them. Mm-hmm. They say the right things, but you don't want to listen. And you know when you're like have you're cautious about listening to certain people because they're probably not the best people to listen to. Maybe they do can have ulterior motives. You don't really know. And that's when I seek like God's discernment because I don't know, but I know that if I go down this path, um, God got me, so it's okay. And then, but knowing when to not take that risk is also very key. And being able to like humble myself to a step when someone's telling me something that I don't want to listen to, like, mm. and that has been game changing for me. I feel like I, I'm. It was something. It took me a while to learn, and I'm still not perfect at it, but I'm trying and. It has been beneficial. That's solid. You know, I just want to close with one of the the biggest things we have to realize in life. And I feel like we've all touched on a little bit uh, throughout this conversation is you get a choice. You get a choice. You get a choice on your thoughts. You get a choice on which way you go. And the question is, how hard are you going to fight? Are you going to go to war for what you believe or are you going to sit and be complacent? Are you choosing comfort or are you being uncomfortable? Because the things that I needed to let fall to the wayside, I had to be bold enough to say, "Uh uh-uh, that's not for me. Instead of being submissive or submitting to appease people, like I had to reject that. And for the things that fell on good ground, I had to be okay with the truth, (laughs) period. And so the answers are within us. It's a matter if we're going to take time to reflect and accept the truth of the matter. The truth of the matter is there are answers all around us and we have to sit and reflect on which ones are best for us at that moment and which ones to push to later. Because it's easy just to be like, well, they said, so I did. Just like when somebody goes to jail for murder because somebody told them the murder, like you can't say he told me. So that's why I did it. Like you have to make sure that the bill fits you. So as we sign off, OC and Sky, give your final thoughts. I'm gonna go fix my motorcycle and ride. <laughs>
in the day on the breeze. What about you, Sky? Check out Twin Snakes Hasbro's. They're delicious. And don't forget that you have choices in everything that you do. Like you control your, everything about your life. So choose wisely. That's the Uncensored Crew, and we're out. That's all we've got for today's episode here at Podcast Town Studio. These stories, they connect us. The ultimate question, what was the journey like to freedom? Wait, freedom is agreeing to disagree, different perspectives, healing from within, all because life and legacy are complex. We see people everywhere, but do we really see them? Their thoughts, griefs, pain or struggles? To be strong is to heal. If your heart is broken, you'll find God right there. If you're kicked in the gut, he will help you catch your breath. Remember to breathe. You're stronger than you think. Make sure you stay connected by following us on Facebook and Instagram at Invisible Talks Podcast. Until next time, I'm your host, Tyra Elam.